what a cool new offering that Deer Valley didn't really have before to have that vintage sort of fun ski feel for Apre. <laughs> I was trying to, I don't know how to ask the no, question. No, that was so good. I just like, the shoulder movement got me and I got speechless. <laughs> it's because we made deep eye contact. Our blue <laughs> eyes were locked. And he's like, yeah. I don't know. I tractor beamed him. I was, yeah. <laughs> All right, Where's the right. shot ski? <laughs> I know, right? Okay, we're gonna get it. We're gonna get okay. it. We're gonna get it. Got this. <clears throat> Welcome to Overheard at Deer Valley. I'm your host, Kaylin Richardson. I'm a two-time Olympian pro skier, and I have called Deer Valley my home for the past 10 years. Here, I'm gonna talk with different leaders, heroes, and characters about what they believe makes the Deer Valley difference. Today we are getting a peek behind the curtain of what arguably sets Deer Valley apart more than anything else, the dining experience. Joining us is Deer Valley's Vice President of Food and Beverage, Jacob Musit. To help us understand how Deer Valley creates culinary classics without complacency and reimagines what it means and tastes like to eat slopeside, Jacob. I don't want to be presumptuous, but I have to imagine that you're a foodie. When and where did that passion begin and how did it ultimately land you here in Deer Valley? I am a foodie. You have to be a foodie if you're going to live food and beverage. When I was little, I'd go on business trips with my dad. He was, he was a salesman and he would make reservations at restaurants and little did I know, they had his name. So when we arrived to the restaurant, they would say, Mr. Musit, welcome. And I was blown away. I thought my dad was, the, you know, he's just, he knows everyone. He has to know everyone, right? And the whole experience kind of, I kind of started to pay attention at that point in time. And then when I started putting on weddings, working for luxury hotels, being able to be a part of someone's special day like that and help execute something so amazing that they will remember the rest of their life, I was hooked. You are showman. You wanted to be the person that was in charge of creating these experiences. Is there ever a time where you wanna be chopping and making the food or is it more about executing the entire experience? In my role now, I get to kind of put my fingers in everything. So I'm in inside the restaurants, I'm on the mountain skiing from restaurant to restaurant, and I'm in the kitchens tasting food, working with the chefs. They will tell you that my knife skills are nowhere where they need to be compared to all of these professional chefs here. But the passion from the beginning of the process all the way to the plate, I love every moment of it. And so that might be the Deer Valley difference is that it is Jacob Musit's fingers in everything. That's the special taste. No, no, no. That is definitely not the Deer Valley difference. It's it is, I wish, <laughs> I wish I had that power. It's all about the people though. Every single person in the process, from the person picking up the phone and ordering the product from the distributors, all the way down to the cooks and the dishwashers and the servers, every single person, their passion, that is the Deer Valley difference. I completely agree. And when I go, when I've been skiing all morning and I go into any of the lodges, whether it's Empire or Silver Lake or Snow Park, it's not just, the normal fare of boiled hot dogs and a flabby little piece of hamburger meat, there's garnish. When I've gotten the pho, there's, you know, sprouts on top. The peanuts are just so. The attention to detail is so incredibly special here at Deer Valley and that everyone takes pride in what they're doing. You're 100% correct. That's exactly right. That is a part of the difference for sure is the people with the passion, they wanna make sure the product is the best it can be. They wanna make sure the sandwich is not your normal sandwich. We make all the pizza dough from scratch, we make the pho, all that's made from scratch. And they take pride and we all take pride in the product that we're giving every single guest. And we try to pay attention to all the details. I can feel your passion, I love that. When I meet people like you, I say you are put on earth to help people have an amazing culinary experience. 
when you are bringing in your chefs, your servers, all the different people that create this entirety of the Deer Valley experience, because there's so many different places to eat, how do you, is it just something that's innate? How do you get people as excited as you are about the food and beverage here? Well, it starts with finding the people that are excited about this kind of stuff, right? You can, I can teach anyone how to bust a table or to greet a guest, but to find people that are true hospitalitarians, hospitalitarian, is that I a like word? That. I, it is I just now. made that up. They're hospitality people and you can't really train that, right? It's something that you're born with. And we start there and then we kind of work the process with the team. And when there's something new and flavorful or we're bringing in a new coffee purveyor or a new product or we're sourcing seafood, from the fishermen in Alaska, that's something to get excited about and the team rallies behind those things. People love eating here. There have been some, over the history of Deer Valley, there have been some eating experiences that people get really attached to, mm -hmm. but it's all about this evolving, this thoughtful um, evolution of, of an experience of, of dining. Mm -hmm. How have you taken some things that have become stalwarts of Deer Valley and sort of brought them to the now, to the 2020s? So I think people's tastes have changed. What is high-end or luxury or premium, that changes over time as our demographic and our guests constantly change. So we have to think the exact same way with our dining establishments uh, and our guest experiences. They have to kind of change with the times and with our guests. One of those big changes that are happening this year is Royal Street Cafe at Silver Lake. It is a destination, it's a tradition for a lot of families and people to go there and have lunch on the mountain at Silver Lake. Um, this year we are transforming the entire space and we're turning the upstairs into a vintage late 70s, early 80s ski bar where it is gonna be an experience on its own that has never been done at Deer Valley. Um, you can go to a hotel on the mountain or you can go to Main Street and get that bar, après ski, high energy experience. But this will be the first time on mountain that we are gonna do something like this. And it is definitely gonna be a place to hang out, have a locally made beer, killer food, and uh, enjoy time with friends and family. On oh, that 70s vintage feel, that was a very special time in like skiing culture, right? Mm -hmm. Where yeah. I feel like I'm gonna have to dig through my costume bin and maybe find some bell bottoms or some different colors to wear up there. Like that a Wagner onesie? Ooh, those a little big fire nice. There you go, yeah, yeah. I think that could be pretty great. What a cool new offering that Deer Valley didn't really have before for that vintage apres ski feel on the top of Royal Street. Right, so upstairs will be the bar and downstairs is still that family friendly lunch spot. You can take the whole family to, get a salad, an appetizer, a glass of wine. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that because that is one of the places I take guests a lot and I was a little worried it was gonna go away. So I'm very happy to hear it's still there. And what's so cool about Deer Valley is just steps away is a totally different dining experience at Mariposa. Can you speak to that kind of what you're trying to sort of exude there. Sure, so Mariposa is a little bit going back to the past as well. Over the past couple of years, because of COVID and the impacts it had on our side of the industry, we did a tasting menu um, to limit the amount of offerings and the employees working. But this year we're bringing back the full a la carte menu. It's a dynamite steakhouse concept. So you can get seafood towers, um, unbelievable chops, salad, a killer glass of wine. Josh Hockman, our director of beverage, is really focused on curating a once in a lifetime offering in that restaurant for the beverage program. So we'll surf and turf with a pairing of perfect vino. Mm -hmm, absolutely, and a big ganache chocolate cake to finish it off. And, and then you have things like the seafood buffet. I remember I heard about the seafood buffet before I moved to Park City. Mm -hmm. How do you take something like that that is tried and true, but also bring it forward so that people that have been eating here for going on 30 plus years mm -hmm. can say, ooh, this is something different, yet it is reminiscent of something I love. 
The seafood buffet is a big deal. When I started here a little over three seasons ago, the number one question till today is still, where'd the seafood buffet go and when's it coming back? So we launched Cast and Cut last year, which was very seafood focused steakhouse. Um, and this year we're able to bring back the seafood dining concept. Um, so it's Cast and Cut seafood dining. And we did have to tweak it a little bit, but it is the all you can eat seafood experience that the guests are, you know, that they've experienced in the past. But we had to be really creative with being able to get the best product we can at the best price. So like I said earlier, we are going straight to the fishermen in Alaska, bringing product in straight from them. Um, and we're being very smart with our offerings and what we're serving. So you're gonna see an array of different, there's a lot of food, right? There's so many choices from seafood paella, a full raw bar, seafood pastas, salads. Uh, there's a whole carvery station, fried seafood. There's any way you can make seafood, we're making it in this restaurant. So for those that have been just bemoaning the departure of the seafood fate, they're gonna say this is even better. Hopefully. I think so. I think so. I think the few that are just kind of stuck in the past, we need to bring, we need to usher them forth to this amazing experience. Absolutely. Yeah. Are there any other menu updates or features or things to look forward to from the classics? Like we've got the brass tag, we've got fireside dining, mm -hmm. and people know that. People come and each year they want that, that really amazing, special, unique experience, but what is the little twist that we're adding this season? So a couple of twists are, we're bringing back some of the legacy food options that a lot of the guests, I speak with a lot of our locals and a lot of our guests, because I want to know what they want and what they feel, what they miss. So a, one of the big things is the turkey burger, and it was very easy for us to make this in-house, so we're bringing the turkey burger back. It sounds so simple, but it's, it's people love to dine and eat the turkey burger. That's coming back. And since COVID, the salad bars, their natural buffets, those went away and we've slowly kind of brought those back. But this year, the salad bars, self-service are gonna be full on like they have been in the previous years at Deer Valley. So that's a big change that people I think are gonna be very, very happy with. That's awesome. And it's also about the entire experience. It's not just the food. It's not just what you're drinking. It's also about the ambiance and what you're feeling. Mm -hmm. And that's different because I think that most ski areas, they don't even give a second thought to that. But Deer Valley is different. What's going on at Silver Lake Lodge to kind of enhance this experience for our guests? All of our facilities, so part of Expanded Excellence, it's the growing of Deer Valley. Part of that is revitalizing our current facilities. And Silver Lake is really taking the leap first with this process. Um, we're renovating the almost the entire inside of Silver Lake. So it's brand new custom loomed carpet throughout all 18,000 square feet. We have painters in there today touching up and painting all the trim. Um, we're whitewashing some of the walls. We're looking at the, the lighting that's in the space. We're revamping the Daily Lift, which is our breakfast coffee shop. And it turns into a kind of a beer bar in the afternoon. That's gonna have a new look and feel. We're working with uh, artists in California to do some custom artwork for us that are gonna be displayed in the space. So when you walk into the, the lodge, it'll definitely feel like Silver Lake. The architecture is definitely represented the way it always has been, but it's gonna be fresh and clean and it'll feel a little bit more updated. A little brighter, because definitely. especially that middle room, I loved it, it was cozy, mm -hmm. but it was so dark that I think that we're just updating and bringing some of that beautiful Utah sunlight in. Absolutely, that's exactly right. And then I do want to touch upon those artists in California, because like you said, you have your hand in all these different things. When you commission a, a piece of art that every one of your guests is going to see, like what, what do you do? You give them carte blanche or do you tell them what you want? We kind of had a direction. So Todd Bennett, the president, he and I had several discussions and 
the lodges were really designed after the national parks, the parkitecture theme, right? Um, and I can't remember the date, the time period, but the government issued a lot of money to a lot of artists to do national park posters to kind of drive visitation and get guests outside and in the outdoors. Um, so we took that theme, the national park style poster. We reached out to a few artists in California and we want Deer Valley posters created art pieces in this same style. So we've been working over the past couple months with this artist, they're almost finished and they're gonna be on display through the lodges and also available retail. That is so cool. I love those old, like those posters that are a little bit graphic, but they show like the beautiful landscapes, but in that artistic flair. I think I know exactly what you're talking about. Exactly. Oh, that's gonna be so cool. Yeah, they're really neat. Oh, that's rad. And that people can actually buy them when they see them in the lodge, they say, oh, I wanna have this in my home to remind me of one of my, pla my favorite places on the planet, Deer Valley. Right, everyone that has vacation homes here, or stays at lodges around Deer Valley or in Park City. You see art pieces that are related to ski, or these are directly related to park. It's a Deer Valley. The the big locations in Deer Valley, like Silver Lake or the head frame at Empire or the Daily Shoots, um, you can have these pieces of art in your home at Deer Valley, and it just ties everything together. It really does, and I think that just having the ability to take that home with you will be such a cool offering. Another thing that is really different about Deer Valley is it's not, we have so many different things. We've got snowshoeing, we've got skiing, we've got these amazing dining experiences, we've got horse-drawn sleds, all different kinds of things. There's also, I just heard about this, the Creative uh, Academy classes at the Deer Valley mm -hmm. Cafe. Um, that's, tell me, if someone signs up for that, what, what should they expect? It is a hands-on experience where you're learning how to do some of the things that made Deer Valley great. Um, we started with Taste of Luxury several years ago where we'd bring chefs in like Massimo Ventura. We would do cooking classes and they would sell out in minutes. People wanted to be hands-on and be a part of this whole chef experience and feel like you're in Food Network. And so we created this academy um, where you can easily sign up to learn how to make our carrot cake from scratch, learn how to make the turkey chili, learn how to make spooky cocktails during Halloween or truffles and bubbles and New Year's Eve and have a hands-on experience with your family and friends and take a piece of knowledge in Deer Valley with you so you can make the chili at home from scratch. I thought that that might be sort of proprietary knowledge that you didn't necessarily want to share, but I like that Deer Valley is being magnanimous and saying, here, you can make your own turkey chili if you come and learn from us. Our goal is for everyone to enjoy what Deer Valley has to offer, and if that means taking a piece of it home and sharing it with your friends and family, uh, I don't think there could be anything better than that. And I actually do have to give a little shout out to Deer Valley Grocery Cafe, which is just a little bit down the road from Snow Park. If you are staying in a condo or something, you can go in there and get some of that amazing Deer Valley food just to heat up, stick in the oven in your, um, you know, in your condo or whatever and eat. That's and that's great. a great offering. I know I do that sometimes when I'm going home. I'll stop in and say, I want those meatballs. I don't want to cook tonight. And it's fantastic. Before you get here, you can call us and we'll stock your refrigerator for you. Oh my goodness, <laughs> that is amazing. Did you hear that, everyone? Did you hear that, folks? You can call ahead and stock your fridge for your holiday or getaway. Mm -hmm. You talked about Massimo Batura. I'm a big fan of Chef's Table, and I know that that was a big deal for you. Mm -hmm. Bucket list, who else would you like to bring here to Deer Valley to share with your guests, and then maybe selfishly for you to eat a little bit of their food? Who's on, who's on your short list? My short list. Um, so we're actually working with a couple of chefs to bring them out in February for our next Taste of Luxury series. So I won't divulge any of that information yet. Maybe I'll have to have you back on. I'll have to come back on. Yes. I wouldn't mind. You wouldn't mind? No. I'll bring some food next time. You're, you're, a, you're a hospitalitarian. Hospitalitarian. Trademark. Trademark. We'll make shirts. Because I feel like I'm one as well, because I'm all about experience. Looking forward, is there anything at Deer Valley? Because it seems that Deer Valley is always at the forefront of the dining experience 
while skiing, while slopeside, because it is a ski resort mm -hmm. first and foremost, but I'd say very shortly behind having amazing skiing is having an amazing dining experience. What do you think is the next step? What is something that you're excited about trying to cultivate, especially with the expansion that's gonna happen? Mm -hmm. Is there anything that's sort of, you know, off in the future that you're like, ooh, if I can make that happen without showing your hand too much? Yeah, so we're currently looking and talking about the new spaces that we're gonna have over on the expanded terrain on top of Park Peak. Obviously, Snow Park Village, there's gonna be restaurants, a lot of restaurants down there. So we'd love to work with some amazing celebrity chefs or third parties to run some great experiences. But we're also looking at designing spaces a little bit differently than we have in the past. Um, my culinary team has gotten super excited about outdoor cooking, open fire, wood cooking. So I think there are gonna be some elements of that that we're gonna see in some of the spaces. But also on the environmental side of things, we may have some kitchens that will go all electric and not have any gas in them and really try to lower our carbon footprint a little bit in food and beverage. Um, and that's definitely something we're trying to think of moving forward in the future. But the, tried, the true things that we do at Deer Valley, you'll see a lot more of that for sure. Yeah, of course. It's, it's, it's a very, very exciting time to be here. And then I have to ask, I know you probably get asked this a lot, but if there was one, one thing to eat or drink, and, and I'm gonna take away the Deer Valley cookies, turkey chili, and the hot chocolate, because of yeah. course, like, that's just a given that you have to have that. Once but maybe something sneaky once a day keeps the doctor away, maybe? No, <laughs> no, no, you become best friends with the doctor. <laughs> you're like, I have him on speed dial. Yeah. Um, that's not true, it's, it's not, you know, you're out exerting yourself. Zero calories at anything Deer Valley. I think once you hit a certain elevation, which I think is at Snow Park, calories just, are, they go down. It's true, mm -hmm. exactly. Uh, but if you had to tell someone, you really should try this, especially for this season specifically, what is the one item you, you say, you know, you really give it, give it a whirl? The one item I would say, the pho at Silver Lake is by far one of my favorites. I love the pizza at Brass Tag. Mm -hmm. Chef Cody over there, he, it takes him four days to make the pizza dough, and there's a lot of passion and love into what he does. You've got to try out the brass tag for sure. Um, and we have some new favorites that are popping up throughout Deer Valley. You have to just come and check it out and see. True. I'd say that my, <laughs> some of my personal favorites is I love the fish tacos up at Empire. Mm -hmm. So good. And then you're right, there's so much good food that I kind of switch it up. Every time I go, the paninis at yep. Empire, um, the pizza at Silver Lake the salad at Snow Park. There's really, the great thing about Deer Valley is that you cannot go wrong anywhere on the mountain where you can go to, to eat. The one thing I would say is any little actual tips for people that are on the mountain about when to eat and where? Because sometimes that's something. And I don't know if you're like, yeah. you know, like especially during the holidays where it gets really busy, mm -hmm. we'll kind of, we can end with that. What would you tell people? So we're, most of the restaurant operations for lunch are open between around 11 and 2.30 or three. So I'd get there at 11. Get there first, get, get there early, say hi to the chefs, grab some food right there and get a table. Um, or come around 1.30, 2 o'clock probably because a lot of people want to eat and they meet up at noon or 11.30 and it gets pretty busy at that point in time. Yeah, unless it's a beautiful day outside and you're willing to sit outside, I would say. Definitely early bird catches the worm or fashionably late. Sure. Later. You're not late. You're never late at your valley. Never late. That maybe that's the Deer Valley difference. Unless you get to Deer Valley at 6 p.m., then you have to just go to dinner and you can't ski. But then, you know what? That's not the end of the world because you'll still have a great dinner. Where other ski resorts, if you get there at 6 p.m. and the lifts are closed, you're bumming. You'll find a parking spot, though. <laughs> True, and that's a good thing. It's so great at Deer Valley because anywhere that I'm at on the mountain, I know I'll get an amazing meal. 
I also like what I call 11sies. I need that little caffeine pickup, maybe a little Deer Valley cookie after nine, but before 11. And I hear that there's some really cool new things to look forward to this season for me on those really cold days. There's definitely new things to look forward to on the coffee program and coffee side of things. We are working with a smaller coffee company called La Colombe out of Philadelphia, all single origin coffee beans. And we're remodeling all of Excedra at Snow Park. Super cool coffee experience inside. And at Cushing's, this has been asked for a lot from the locals, is that we're bringing back the specialty coffee program at Cushing's. But you can also get a draft beer at Cushing's this year as well. Oh, that's awesome. Both sides of the spectrum wanting to feel a little more relaxed and wanting to get a little bit more jazzed with the caffeine. You can have a cup of coffee. I can have a draft local beer. Exactly. And what I love about Cushing's is it's this perfect little spot at the top of Flagstaff where on those really cold days, it's so nice just to be able to pop right in, get a hot chocolate, get an espresso now, which I know I will be partaking in a lot this season when I just need that little bit of a pick-me-up that'll just, you know, help me just flow right into an amazing lunch. Absolutely. Well, Jacob, it has been such a pleasure talking with you. I, you exude just positivity and passion when it comes to food, and that is contagious. And I think that anyone that eats here at Deer Valley can see that you've had a fine touch in making it a truly special experience. Thank you. And thank you all for listening. This has been Overheard at Deer Valley, and we'll see you on the slopes. Are you are you are you no, good are you a good skier? Are you seriously like Am I a good skier? If Steve Graff was here, the guy that runs a mountain, he would tell you I'm not a great skier. Well, he has high standards. He might say I'm not a good skier. And no way. You're know. like an Olympian. You know, every season there's a time where I think I'm doing really well and I'm just like like just jamming underneath the empire, you know, like hitting the powder bumps and like getting a couple hoot and hollers from the chairlift. I enjoy that. I'm yeah. not going to lie. I, I can say that openly. You want to hear my one powder story on skis? Yes, please. One so, powder story, only one. Okay. No, well, this is the one I'm going to share. Oh, okay. So last year we had tons of snow and Mayflower Bowl opened. And uh, I got a call from a friend that works on the mountain was like, you got to check this out. I don't powder ski. I don't. I just learned how to ski a couple years ago. Where are you from? The, it's, I'm from Chicago originally. Minneapolis, man. Oh yeah, right on. Cool. Sweet. Anyway, back to my story. <laughs> I made three amazing powder turns, cartwheeled for 100 yards, got up three more great powder turns, cartwheeled 100 yards. I did that about for two hours. Hashtag worth it. Hashtag I can't powder ski yet. <laughs> I'm still working on it. <laughs> we have to go out. There's a couple yeah. little tweaks that will make your powder skiing far more enjoyable. Yeah. But I'm glad that I you know. did it. I'm glad that you stuck with it. I kept, I mean, because it was like, this is the time to figure this out. Totally. Right? And you know what? this season as well yeah. there's going to be a powder day and i would thoroughly enjoy taking you out let's go deal i'll buy lunch fair <laughs>